Hi, my name is Mariah Connors. I am the host of Saving Our Women, Inc. Doing Life with God podcast. This podcast has been created and recorded for women by a woman to cultivate women's relationships in God. As life requires different parts of us to show up, the only way that we can properly show up in each circumstance of our life is doing life with God. So I hope that you enjoy this new episode and make sure to share and like us or follow us on Instagram at Saving Our Women Inc. Make sure to write a review. Thanks for tuning in. Hey guys, it's Mariah here. So we're going to get straight into it today. So of course, if you listened to the previous episode, you know that today is the part two of Perseverance series, okay? I'm excited about it, okay? We are persevering through life, okay? Through life challenges. Um, And even if we think that our thing, you know, whatever we're going through is small or it's just too big, just remember that God cares about the details of our life. Even the smallest thing God cares about, the part that you think nobody else cares about, God cares about it. So we are persevering through, we're persevering through everything. So the title of today's episode is Processing the Process. And this is so good because if you remember on the last episode, I did say that when you do go through things, we kind of get stuck on the circumstance. And With that being said, we don't take time out to analyze and just actually process the process, right? We don't take time out to actually see exactly what is this thing doing to me or like, what is it, what is it doing good for me? Even though it looks bad, like, let me, let me like step back and see God in my situation pretty much, right? And so it is very, very, very important to process the process, okay? Because you will look up one day and literally don't remember, like you remember the struggle, right? Everybody remembers the struggle, right? If you think about that, everybody remembers the bad thing. If you talk to somebody about their childhood, majority of the time, not everybody, but majority of the time, they remember more bad things than they do good things. They don't remember like their mom sacrificing for them to get them the shoes that they actually wanted, you know, so they don't have to walk around school dirty. Like, and for the ones that didn't get shoes, they didn't see their mom on the back end struggling or sacrificing just to keep them in a warm home, a cool home, like, you know, keeping food on the table. But if you talk about somebody's childhood, nine times out of 10, or I'll say eight out of 10, they will bring you something bad first. They're going to remember like a whole bunch of times where somebody was disrespectful or talk bad to them. That's just like how our mind works. And this, this is super important because this is why you need this spirit because your mind will literally put you in a depression. Like your mind will literally cause it you know, and in, um, anxiety, your mind will literally cause you to be wary to overwhelm if you allow it. And this is why you have to read your word and study your word and know who God is for your life. So you're able to speak over those things. But the thing about it is that we will look up and the process has already passed us and we are, you know, on the next level of life and we are finally able to breathe. Right. And when you look back and you only see the negative things in the process, it's like, what did you actually learn? Because you have to think about it. Life is life. You're always going to have 
a battle to face and a battle to fight through, right? Um, but you have to understand spiritually that the battle that you're like up against or are currently in is already defeated. It has already been defeated in the spiritual realm. Um, so you have to understand that first because you're not really physically fighting this thing. It's not a physical fight, but it's an actual spiritual battle, right? This battle is to take your mind, to overwhelm your mind, to overtake your mind. This battle is to doubt God. This battle is to get you to doubt God from the enemy standpoint, right? From your opposer. This battle is to take everything that you thought you believed in and wipe it away with just one thought as, you know, God didn't show up how I thought he was going to show up. God don't love me or God, you know, he's not thinking about me. When that's not true, you actually going through this battle because he is thinking about you. He wants you to be better. He wants you to strengthen your faith. He wants you to persevere. This is why he puts you in the battle, right? So those things can be stronger and, and those things can get, you know, well, so you can get wiser. So and that, that's another thing that we have to think about is how do I process the process? And of course, I think we said analyzing and just really asking God those questions. We talked about that last episode as well, too, is digging deep and asking God questions. And like really, I feel like the more you ask questions, I feel like this is so underrated. The more you ask questions, the more answers you get. And for some reason, like our mind can't really fathom asking God certain questions. So what we do is we'll go find, try to find answers in different things, which will be people, uh, you know, tarot card readings, shamas or whatever. I mean, whatever you'll, you'll get down, but why would you go ask someone questions that net, that don't, that did not create it you? And can we really talk about people tapping into sp- spiritual realms that they're not allowed to, right? Um, and it's like, like, what would make your brain think? And this is how you know that how our mind works. If we, if we let it roam the wrong way, it would really overtake us. But like, what makes our brain think that if I go to another person that don't know me, that never created me and allow them to give me answers for my life instead, when I can go directly to the source, I can go, I can go directly to my creator who created me, who created my life and has a purpose and a plan for my life. And he's able to provide the direct answers for me. And not only that, because a lot of times you'll, you will think that you're asking questions or praying about a specific situation but really God is trying to really, you know, peel back like your daddy issues. He's really trying to peel back, you know, why you're not able to trust people, not, not with the best friend, not with the current situation that you have, the current relationship with your boyfriend or girlfriend, but God is trying to get you to go deep in that thing. So when we ask God questions, he's going to be, he's going to continue to put more things in us for us to peel back so he can give us answers to. And I think that by us not stopping to process the process we allow our minds to roam left and go the wrong way and then now we are sitting in a room we're sitting in a house depressed uh within or probably with an anxiety or wearing or just anything any mental health you know uh thing and every depression looks different for everybody but Man, if y'all don't process the process and just ask God Lord why am I going through this thing? What is this thing? 
Like, you know, what are you trying to get me to learn from this thing? And he will begin to show you patterns, but you have to take out time to tap in. If you're just running wild every day and just trying to avoid, uh, you know, dealing with the thing that you're going through, how can you be able to go to the next level? Because the more, the more that you ignore what is going on and the more that you just keep putting on your uh, on your bootstraps, strapping them on and keep trying to fight physically, you'll never be able to even get to the next level. Or if you are, how long would that take for you to realize, okay, what I'm doing is not working, right? Um, How long would it take to, you know, actually confirm that you're exhausted in your own will, right? But if I tap into God's will and I really tap into my relationship with God, I'm able to, uh, you know, actually gain strength, spiritual strength. I'm a- I'm actually able to gain joy and peace in the midst of this battle, right? Could you imagine somebody getting beat up in that and they're smiling? Like that's God's grace and his mercy upon your life. Like when I'm going through something or if it's a, a battle, whatever I'm currently going through, right? I would love to be able to smile while I'm getting beat up. Like, Loki, like, if you ever seen that meme where the girl, she's, like, fighting against whatever she's going through, and then it's, like, a little skit, and, like, she plays God, and she's, like, looking down, like, mm. Like, that's sometimes that's how we feel, like, when life is coming at you, you feel like you're getting beat up. You're like, Lord, okay, these weapons you said that wouldn't form, I mean, prosper, they actually up here, they seem like they prosper, and, like, they form and they prosper, and, like, are you sure? And but when you begin to tap into God and ask questions, he'll actually show you like, look, though, in these other areas of your life, the devil or the enemy has not touched or I have not allowed this situation to touch. Right. You still have your love for me. You still have your your mind. You still have your heart. So I'm what I'm going to do is allow you to be able to use that thing. But the only way that you can properly use that thing and analyze the thing. Right. And you keep your love for God is you keep a relationship with him. Right. So I was actually reading uh, chapter, uh, Romans chapter eight. I read the whole chapter. I probably won't read the whole chapter with y'all because at this point I am no Kindle, uh, Amazon book reader. <laughs> so I definitely give y'all homework to read Romans chapter eight, like the full chapter. When I say it will snatch your life. We love reading Romans eight twenty eight when it says all things work for the good for the who love the Lord. Okay, that's our favorite scripture. But if you actually take a moment to read Romans chapter eight, man, it is so, 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 so good. So I'm going to read Romans chapter eight. I'm going to read a few um, verses here. So give me a minute. Okay, so I'm going to read. I'm going to start at verse one. Okay, and then when I stop, I'll let you guys know what verse I've stopped at. Okay, so verse one says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Okay, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. In, in, not of, but in. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit, okay, can we, through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit, not through nobody else, who gives life has set you free. Okay, so can we go back? as you know, as I'm trying to teach. Okay. So how do we get free? Okay. From the law. Okay. So how do we get free from the law of sin and death? How? Through who? Christ Jesus. Okay. So it says for what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh. 
I'll read that again. So it says, for what the law was powerless. The law was powerless. The law was powerless. Okay. For all the, okay, I'm not going to go there. Anyway, so it says to do because it was weakened by the flesh. It was weakened by the flesh. Meaning that people couldn't even, people that wrote the laws couldn't even follow the laws. Basically is what we're saying here. <laughs> back, they, nobody could do it. Right. And this is why like God back then before Jesus even came up about, before he even sacrificed his life, that God was, he was, ooh, if you ever read the Bible and if you ever, he was calling them whores. He was not playing with these people. He was, he was snatching wigs off for real, throwing bows. I'm, I, I'm serious. Okay. So then, so then it says, God did, okay, I'm going to start over because I'm, I'm messing up already because laughing. Okay. So it says, for what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. Can we, can we repeat that? To be a sin offering. That means that nobody can condemn you. Physically, people can judge you, but that, but what, what good is it? Is, is powerless. Them judging you is powerless. I'm, I'm sorry. Like literally. But you may have repercussions from some actions that you have caused. You may have to go through some things. But just know that God has already sent his son to die on the cross for whatever you are currently battling. Right? Whatever it may be. Whatever it may be. God, don't don't feel ashamed. Don't feel guilt. You may get some conviction. But don't feel shame or guilt. Or don't ever think that God don't love you because of whatever you got going on right now. God has already sent his son for you to persevere through it because it has already been set up for you to persevere through whatever you are going through currently. And don't let nobody tell you different. Show up and show out, period. Okay, so (laughs) literally, so it says, in order that the righteousness requirement of the law might be fully met in us. Okay, so look, I have to go back again because I want to make sure that y'all understand, like make sure these Bible verses are connecting with y'all, okay? So it says, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh, okay? He condemned sin in the flesh, right? When he was offered up, okay? When he got beat up, stabbed, whatever, I'm making the, the stat part up, but we don't know. So, so it, it says, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us. Mm, mm. So you telling me. So it says, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us. Okay. It says, who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Hmm. So it says, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. Ooh, that is good. That is so good. Those who live according to the flesh. Sometimes you have to repeat this like I'm a preacher at church, like literally. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, not what God's desire. So when you are of the flesh, 
right? We we live we are currently living in the flesh, right? We're living in sin. But but when you are of the flesh, that means that when you abide by the flesh rules, right? We talked about a sec just a second ago about your mind. If you let your mind just ramp and you don't have any control over your mind, you don't speak against what your mind is thinking, you just let it ramp, you just let it roll on, right? And those things that at that moment, we are currently not living in the spirit, but we are living in flesh, right? We're living in flesh. And sometimes too, even, even within the world, right? We take on rules of the world. If you ever, if you ever talk to a person and you guys discuss about, sometimes you don't even have to discuss morals and values. When you, you know, just talk just in general, you kind of get to learn what people morals and what their values are. And those morals and values stem from generations, right? They stem from what they have learned or growing up. And I, I said this on the podcast before a while back, but once you gain your own relationship in God, sometimes it's like re-raising you. Because he has to strip majority of the time depends on, you know, where you, how you were raised, right? If you were raised in God in certain aspects of your life and some people that weren't raised in God, they still didn't get what they needed, right? Or what they thought they needed. But God, more likely he has to strip everything that you thought you were familiar with, you thought you were comfortable with, you thought you was right. He has to strip all of that away from you and he has to reveal on a better foundation because everybody didn't come with a solid foundation. I, I was blessed that I did. I did come with the solid foundation and God, I really did. So he just had to build from that. But from some people, their whole foundation has to be stripped away. Everything that you thought that you loved, everything that you thought that was true and honest was not right. So when we live by those things, we desire the the things that come with that. We desire whatever comes with those. I'm sorry. We desire whatever comes with the flesh. Okay. So then it says, but those who live in accordance with the spirit have their mind set on what the spirit desires. And this is so good because I talked about this on the podcast as well. I don't know which episode. Just go back and listen to all of them. Um, <laughs> this is super important because once you gain a relationship with God, he is in you. You are in him. And I remember when I started my journey of really being committed, like really like sacrificing myself to God, just like, you know, God have your way. You know, you created me, you know what the plans are for my life. You know what the will is. I'm try- I'm tired of going on the uh, merry-go-round in the circle and coming back to, you know, the zero. I'm tired of doing that. So I'm just going to go ahead and offer myself up to you. And and I would start asking him questions like, okay, God, like, how should I wear my hair? And I would, it would start like flesh wise, it began to be like, like weird for me. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know how you want your hair, girl? Like, why is you, what? Like, what are you asking God about your hair? And I, and I really had to check my mind. Like, you know, yes, I am because God knows exactly what I need to look like. And I, God is a tasteful God. Okay. He made me. Okay, he know what fineness really look like. So I know that he has an image, not even just an image, he has a vision for my life and not just the things that happen in my life, but everything, whatever has to do with me from my nail powder. Like he know what I, he know what I need to look like. That's why I look good because he knows what exactly what I need to look like. And I would just ask him like this the smallest 
questions okay like god like you know what am i gonna do today like who am i hanging out with today and people would text me like oh you want to go he's like no i don't hang out with them I'm like no i'm good like it was just everything and just the the and it changed the caliber of my lifestyle like it changed the the ambiance the aesthetics it changed everything about my lifestyle literally and so it came to a point where I was just so in God and he was in me to the point that my decisions and my desires start to change. Like the things that I was just so, um, you know, in awe with, I, I'm not anymore. Like it, it changed. And like he literally, he will change the caliber of your life. Literally. Um, I'm not going to go too much in detail, but literally like, the girl like different stuff. Okay. And so, <laughs> okay, I forgot what I said. Okay, so then it says, this is verse six. It says, the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. Mm. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God, right? It's, it's in conflict. It says, it does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. And this is so good because I remember like, processing my process right and I, re I remember like I'm still like low-key addicted but not addicted to social media I'm trying to like went like kind of like get myself off of it and what will happen is that when you I learned that I was when I was going through something I would automatically pick up my phone like if something happened I would automatically pick up my phone and go to Instagram like literally like and it wasn't intentional it just became a, a habit and it became and not an addiction because I can really go without it. Like I can delete, I can delete my app and like be fine for a couple of days or whatever. But it became a habit to where like whenever something was shifting, my mind will will literally pick up my phone and scroll and go on Instagram. And then as you scroll and go on Instagram, you are tapping into so many different things, so many different people, millions of people, so many videos, so many memes we see daily. And you begin to question your life and you begin to desiring things that you don't even do, like wear or do, or it just, it begin to be overwhelming. And those things be, those things begin to change constantly. So the desires that you once desired a second ago, you say, nah, I think I want my hair short. Nah, I think I want to get a bob. Mm. Nah, I think I'm going to get this bag. And then you just begin to go and rant and go on different websites, shopping for purses. That's me, mind your business. Um, just begin to, and things just begin to roll. Like this wasn't even a part of the day. Like what's going on? So being able to process my process my process learning my habits and my patterns in the process I was able to just actually just sit and like not just sit but kind of just stand back and look at the process okay like I see like these are habits these are patterns every time that you go through something like this is what you do and it's important to do that so when we do come up come against a different battle that we're able to go through it with grace we're able to go through it with God's mercy Okay, we're able to go through it with in peace and not being shifted and not being pushed and pulled in different directions because what'll happen is that you'll lose people every time you go through something you just just nasty and you'll lose people trust you you I won't say you won't lose their love but sometimes you you don't want to do that you definitely don't want to do that so you we need to learn how to go through our battles with grace and love and and compassion for one another um and man when I say the process is 
process and the process is just not about you. It's about everybody connected to you. And even the people that you haven't met yet that's coming in the future that's going to be connected to you and the people that you don't know. Because in life, we have tribes. We're all... We all have tribes that we are fighting for, the people that's going to come behind us, that your your great-grandchildren and their children that you have not met yet and you probably won't get the chance to meet. But And even strangers, like we all have tribes. So when you wake up every morning and when you do life with God and when you go to work and when you just remember that how I'm going to respond, how I'm going to react, how I'm going to show up, when I walk into a room, it's not just about me. The battle that I'm going through, remember that when you're processing it, that is not just about me, but it's about everybody connected to me and everybody that I don't know that is connected to me. And I have to show up in this battle with grace. And I have to show up in this battle with God because I'm not fighting, fighting this battle alone. This battle is not being fought alone. It's been fought spiritually, right? And it's already... This battle already has the victory. So, God, if this battle already has the victory in the spirit, right, if you already allow me to overcome this in the spirit, Lord, kind of, well, not kind of, will guide me through this so I can have the victory in the flesh, so I can have the victory right here on earth as it is, already is in heaven. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and, you know, end this episode. And I'm just like, so grateful and I'm thankful that I'm glad that you guys are actually listening to the series. I'm already seeing responses. I think it's amazing. I just hope that at the end of this series that we're able to have testimonies of how we walk through our battles with grace, uh, with peace and with joy, right? And how we included God in our battle. Okay. And oh, don't forget to read the whole chapter the whole chapter okay of Romans 8 it's not that long it's like a a couple pages I believe or if you're on the app it should just be one page okay so thank you guys so much love you bye